Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loading. Dreamers and Flam family, this is Two Peas in a Pod, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is episode 25 of season 3, The Power of Nostalgia. <laughs> hey, Flippity Flam, my dude! General Andrews, we're back! We're back we're again! Back. You know what's great about it is that it only takes like, what, one, two, three licks of a lollipop to get the right take for you know an episode of this podcast or, or something something, like, something that. like that yeah yeah unless sure you're mr owl happen. he'll just he'll eat your entire lollipop in one bite that's what happens okay i gotta watch out for that guy true yeah that's actually kind of nostalgic in a way i don't remember if you remember those uh vividly and oh. like the different uh because it would actually showcase a couple of the different types of tootsie rolls that they would have as right? those commercials you know sometimes it would be like a choo-choo train or something like that and uh it was always so funny that that owl would have to pop up and you know always eat that guy's I'll always always ruin his always. his lollipop it's kind of rude I, I was always so mad dude i was like oh owl get out of here Oh, you just debated him, that poor kid. And I liked owls too. I, I was actually very fond of owls, but that owl was a mean one, very mean. Owls, I think. So could we flam? Yeah. You know, what we could take on this, this, this anger and this angst towards this, this cartoon owl, right? We we can even feel it to this day just a little bit still. That's kind of the power of nostalgia in a in and of itself. And I remember you're actually the one who brought up this topic for us to uh, tackle today. So what do you really sticks out when it comes to the power of nostalgia? Like is there something specific or do you know that just nostalgia plays a big part in your life and those that you're involved with? Well like nostalgia is that that great thing because it, it's always that that reminder of a simpler time, right? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The the biggest worry on your mind is, you know, if I'm going to get back and home on time and not in trouble from playing with all my friends down the street. And then, you know, unwrapping those blow top blow pops and like looking for the star on it, right? Everybody wanted that star. Oh, I needed that star ASAP. And it's it's one of those like I, I just love it because so it's it's a very like real feeling that can help like can help you with like your daily life and like your mental health and just kind of like bump you up like just like just a nice reminder i know that's what i get from when i play retro games i'm glad yeah it's funny you said okay so use the terminology bump you up right yeah and honestly i like to refer to nostalgia as my favorite drug of choice yeah no that's way better yeah the, well, the reason why is i know for years and years and years there's always some point in school when I was, you know, a student and in class where there'd be a part where I have no interest or I'm ahead or, I, you know, this I feel is not some attachment to the subject matter that matters to me and I'm daydreaming, right? And usually I'm taking some type of nostalgic trip right mm -hmm. maybe like as, as a kid i'd be thinking that there was you know uh the the gi joe cartoon show all these you know 
all these vehicles and all these troopers are coming in they're oh boom explosion here and oh my gosh and, you know and pictures all happening above the school like like it's gonna like the school's gonna be okay from all these explosions right, right yeah <laughs> it's like it's gonna be fine it's totally fine there's just all this mayhem elsewhere you know and it's it's it's, it's okay you know that, that's the little kid uh power of the brain and you know going through these different thought processes and even like you know when i would be at a job after graduating college and thinking about my time you know when i was down in college it's like oh and just get such a good vibe of just thinking about that right like tr literally tripping on those good feelings of the past yeah oh man it, it, and boy can it be a trip sometimes like mm -hmm. No, I, li I literally feel like, ooh, you know, like I can get that sensation of sorts. Yeah, that 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 out of body sensation. Mm -hmm. That that oh, it, oh, it's it's just ooh, it's so good because it's it is. You're you're right. It is like it's like drugs. It's it's mm -hmm. it's very very legal drugs. It it gives you that that euphoria that that dopamine hit. Well, and what's cool about it is it's not a, well, when thinking about just overall nostalgia, not necessarily what for you or I, um, which we're going to probably lean into a lot of retro games mm -hmm. and things of that nature for our nostalgia, right? So nostalgia isn't limited to what, uh, like some forced pushed product towards somebody, right? Nostalgia is what you consider a past experience that you find, you know, this great, like you were describing earlier, this more simpler and better times right yeah and so it's right that's that's what you're going back to and no matter what form it's taking so what's so cool about nostalgia if we're referring to it in a drug sense that would be it's it is this 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 legal healthy way of, of quote unquote you know tripping and, and feeling good feeling a form of detachment uh from the moment right mm. that you're in yeah. or the presence because obviously usually what's happening you're not when you're in the present moment that started you down maybe either a deja vu kind of feeling or maybe starting to feel a little bit of a nostalgia trip like i know for me visiting my old college after x amount of years being away from it and going back and just walking the campus um during like kind of like a, a more downtime of like the summer for them that it was just like whoa like there's like this extra energy it wasn't just oh there it is yeah right? like when i go back to my community college now i'm like oh there it is yeah <laughs> you know that's, that, that's it for that one for me I, I, if i had any nostalgia tripping it, it, it happened a long time ago and went right away because i think also that i was so much more able to be involved in it for so long afterwards in different ways versus like san diego was so much further south eight hours from yeah you know san francisco that it also kind of kept a much more more mystique to it too like oh i was away for a period in time in a mystical land yeah. and there they taught me they taught me about all of their skills and their knowledge Knowledge and they come back here and i'm ready to spread the word you know exactly and like yeah. <laughs> there's this big old epic quest that i was on exactly you and have so, your messenger when you come back he rings the bell it's like a messenger's <laughs> come a messenger's come he's come back from the south with information for us he is now general andrews you will address him as yes he has graduated yes yes yes, yes you yes. know and so like those kinds of feelings that are derived from that you know it's i always have enjoyed them and found them to only bring me fondness i haven't heard anyone have a nostalgia trip of sorts that was very bad usually i don't ever hear him saying nostalgia i don't it's usually more of a, a trauma i would feel that would be of a older time um remembrance of things that didn't feel good so to me i think nostalgia is usually a good thing i i would say so too i mean that's nostalgia is like 
if we take it out of like the video game sense, which I'm sure we'll talk yes, about yes. a lot here. Oh, no, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. But like for me to to put it out of the the video game sense and more like a real life nostalgia, like you just did, would be like an antique store too, right? Ooh, antique good stores. Idea. Yeah, antique stores are are make their whole living off of nostalgia because they're selling super old rustic pieces with the the charm and the history. To people that want that nostalgia in their house that's that's a good way of putting it and that's why you know i know uh, a lot of people also have a um fondness for like the victorian styling yes of house. yeah not necessarily what happened to during that period in time for those houses to be existing but more so just the, the way they look yes right? yeah. <laughs> you know and that mean most they don't really make them like that anymore mm-hmm. um it's usually an expensive venture if you do so that's but yeah, right like that's those kinds of things it, it always brings like oh wow you know that was that was a different time yeah right and there's there, there's this energy that kind of goes along with it just like you're saying the antiques um that someone might want to have in their house um it's, it's it's always interesting uh where nostalgia takes you and for us well i mean i know that's what i've definitely you know barreled into or like to call it my middle name is nostalgia because we're both retro streamers for at least a portion of our content portion yeah like i i know i i started mostly retro uh well no half retro because i I tried to do we'll not get into that but i switched mostly just retro because like i remember when like new games were coming out and they just weren't fun and we were like I was like, I don't like new games. This was a long time ago. I'm like, I'll just mm-hmm. go straight into retro then. Because those games are fun. Yeah. And boy, was that a good thing. Because people love retro. People love watching the games that they played as a kid and seeing them played in different ways by other people. Like, it, it's... Oh, it's well, crazy. one of the things that I try to, like, again... We, if we're going to talk about now, let's not talk about from a business sense of streaming, you know, in mm. regards to this whole nostalgia aspect is that I know where my passion, any of my friends' passions at the time, uh, you know, uh, colleagues, peers, where their feelings of enjoyment and, you know, almost like fawning over uh, memories of old, a lot of it came from a retro gaming sense. Not all, but a lot. Mm-hmm. So now with retro games, as we're noticing, you know, every single year, more games are added to the retro list. Yes, because the games get older. Yeah, every single year, another another game has fallen into, it's been 10 years or longer since it released, and bam, now it's a retro game. It falls within that category. You know, because a lot of things, uh, for those that don't know, the, the video game industry is very short-lived in its tenure. Yes. It's, it's, it's been a very interesting, you know, it was here, it, it crashed, it's extremely hard, it came back up, it kind of flatlined for just a smidge, and then came back again, right? Um, It's not been around very long. Yeah, it has not. Nintendo saved it in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Because it so, did almost die. It almost died. Video games literally almost crashed because people were just putting out crap, like literally crap. Literally crap, yeah. Like actual actual crap yeah like i mean games that didn't work like games with no premise uh what what, like really what was the point uh color schemes that again they were limited in their color spectrum but like what was the point of putting these color schemes in the game and you're just gonna have a bunch of flashing lights and there's nothing that's happening right yeah the nintendo comes along and is like hey we made this thing called the nes well actually what a great way that you're talking about they did make anything called nes and if you noticed that that was the key, yeah. right? Was that it was a Nintendo Entertainment 
system. And so what happened is, is that for a period in time for the, um, what are they called right now? Brain, come on, uh, the stores, the big old, the big old stores. What are they called right now? Like you, like, like, like your Kmart's right now. Like your Targets, like your uh, Toys R Us is back in the day. There you go. There's like, there's a couple of nostalgic names I'm trying to drop right now that don't even exist really, right? Toys yeah. R Us and Kmart. Um, uh, your, your your Walmart's, right? You're stocking those those stores. None of those would go ahead and jump on video game consoles. No. So Nintendo, what you just said, offered the NES or really the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so they weren't offering just a console. It was a whole package deal. Yeah. So they would get, they were giving you the console. They were giving you, and back then they were giving you two controllers because they had to really like, they had to really sell it. Yeah. And then they were also giving you a game and they were giving you Rob. Right. They did give you Rob. They gave you Rob because now you have a friend that will play with you. And that's what the oh second controller is for in case you don't have a friend. <sighs> Rob was your friend. Oh Rob my. was your friend. Wow. How nostalgic is that? <laughs> that is very nostalgic. Oh my goodness. I didn't even, because the NES was something that I missed. So. Right. Right. <clears throat> that's, that's, I, wow. <laughs> And so that, that that's how they were able to to break through. And then again, they were when I was a big time Nintendo fan nerd would would rally for their cause. You know what I mean? When they were making legitimate games, like they went above and beyond, and that yeah. changed the the, the the scope of the entire culture of making video games. Like, oh, the only way we're going to really survive right now because Nintendo's so good is that we need to make good games. Yeah. You know, and they were able to eventually over time shoo away certain publishers because like, well, you're, you're not making a quality game here. We're not going to take that on our platform. Right. And because mm-hmm. there was other platforms still, but like that was usually like bargain bin buying situations where someone like someone's parents was trying to save some money and they didn't know. So they, they bought a system Oh, and the system came with a, like two or three games. Oh, their 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 child's going to love it. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, shoot. What, what system was this? <laughs> this was the the three X 45. Right. OK, cool. Oh, tra- Tramador 64. Oh, man, this could be good. <laughs> Oh, you know, no, it's not good. <laughs> well, it's real good until it goes bad. Yeah, until you know? it goes. <laughs> and like all, all of those types of things were, were escalated because of the fact they had to sell this Nintendo Entertainment System. And again, going back to the whole video game idea, there, there was that struggle, right? And to see games grow the way they grow with how much there was really an attachment to the games. Okay, so I knew for myself, business-wise, I want, that's what I was passionate about. And this is before speedrunning. Remember folks, it's all this guy's fault over there. Yeah, I'm for the fault for this returning his favorite games against him that's me the, the, the guy that's got the beard you know and once in a while like a hair gets like in the drain you know kind of situation like that guy that guy yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just all for the speed running you know over there he already had the nostalgia part down he had the retro game <laughs> and, and so taking on this whole retro feeling i'm like okay that, that there's it's a, it's a passionate it's very to me i already want to be a community oriented streamer that's gonna be very community oriented very much Boom. so and, and, it, and it has shown that as time has gone on. Okay, but now people would say, but, but, General, those games are dead. And some are, obviously. Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're the one, like, literally when you stream it that day, or you put a video out that day or whatever, 
like literally you are the person who just revived it from the dead yeah exactly there's literally certain developers out there right now when they see you play their game and maybe you at them or something like that they're like oh my gosh you're actually like to them it's going back to their like childhood feeling of their their developing career for like wow someone actually still plays that game it's been like 25 years since i you know it's like yeah yeah you know, and so those kind of the things are, are going on in my head that, but general, that's still not the where all the people are at, right? Because look how many, honestly, today I, I just threw on um, the browse section on my mobile because I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see here. You know what I mean? Like, what what what, what do we got going on here? Uh, volume all the way down because I didn't need to get you know lame, hmm. lambasted by what oh, sounds are hello, you know, just switching between each thing, right? And just seeing the amount of total viewers, and again, we know there's other parts that go into the metrics and whatnot, and it's fluctuating. It's not like I'm like pinpointing oh, this is exactly how many no all that mattered was i wanted to see and so you know 34k over here 96k over here you know 19k here 18k here 18.5k here 17k here and looking at what kind of games they're playing right a lot mm-hmm. a lot of the things around fps oriented games not only there's some um new the newer pokemon games uh to some effect were up there too um and one of them was asmongol because he's you know very popular very very does very really popular good. yeah <laughs> does really well spoken really really is in touch with his content for his community and so obviously um rightfully so gets the exposure point is is that so all of these you know big large numbers you think okay well why, why would you as a business side be in the retro spot if there's all these other numbers for that stuff but as time goes on a bunch of those games too are going to fall into retro yeah right and those people are going to have like when they look back at to simpler times a lot of those newer games hopefully you don't mind being wishy-washy and jumping from one to the next because that's what a lot of the the people who are involved in that do too because that's what they're used to yeah they used to cycle between games because there are a lot of times a lot of the games now are just remasks of us of another game oh yeah a remask with a slightly with a slightly uh, just a slightly it's different a slightly take. different take on it which isn't bad it's never bad no, it's but not, like it's not bad but it explains <laughs> why the original. culture game jumping is happening and that doesn't matter necessarily to if i was just a normal consumer yeah but it matters to someone who's making a business off of viewer retention exactly yeah and from what we've found and well at least me and i'm sure you too but like retro nostalgia that whole thing has a very very high retention rate mm nailed it so the amount of hours one of the things i like to pay attention to for my stream stats out of all my stats is how long did a viewer on average because you'll take the average of the viewers. An average yeah exactly how what was the average view time for people watching your stream mm-hmm. so let's say i did a five hour stream i would say roughly my average stream length right now is about five ish hours and yeah. so for me if i see that hour mark past the halfway mark closer to like that that three hour mark so three yeah. hours of a fire stream, and that's the retention. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. Obviously, you'd love more, but point is, I, that's the number I'm looking for. If it, if it was less than that, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I myself didn't bring my A game today. Maybe yeah. I was a little bit too, you know, exhausted trying to just put a stream together because I was supposed to be on schedule and all these other kind of things to take into consideration. Exactly. Uh, to learn, right? Because what matters most is really maintaining what you are trying to create, not just going out there and doing and doing. It's you're creating a certain type of show, a certain type of atmosphere, and that's what you want to consistently put out there. Exactly. That's what people are tuning in for, right? Yeah. Like that that retention rate is is so important. Like and, and having people 
like over half is what I shoot for is what mm -hmm. I, I would like because I only stream probably about four maybe five hours some days right yeah it's not like the back in the days when you and I would be doing six and eight hour Dude, streams that right. was just normal yeah was normal that was that was normal six eight you know sometimes we'd go push over time into ten yeah yeah correct correct and and now like I really like that we've cut it back a lot <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, because now that that time is literally put towards put towards other, other things. Aspects. Yeah, other it's, it's aspects. Like, it's like that time has been taken away from stream has been to actually make those streams that you're better. seeing now better, mm -hmm. right? And that, that's the idea behind it. Um, and so I talk about retention rate. It'd be the same thing as when we were talking about these the old school nostalgia feeling replayability or rewatchability re yep. if we're talking about shows right so retention of viewers for us would be that same idea so when i go back and think i could totally rewatch rugrats i could totally rewatch doug i could totally rewatch uh rocco's modern life right mm -hmm. so with that in mind to me it's like wow that really kind of gives you an idea now there's other shows that were from my you know youth if i would go back and watch i'm like oh my god no no, Ren I'm and, gonna watch this again. Ren and Stimpy is one of those for me. That like, it's actually, it's it, some of it is hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Yeah, like I remember watching that as a kid as like a dirty thing, right? Because parents, yeah, like it, my yeah, parents, felt, yes. definitely absolutely did not want me to watch it, and I just watched it in spite. But like, like rewatching it now that I'm adult, I'm like, man, this shit is vile and disgusting, yes. and like not really even that funny. No, it, be, for a kid those things like the hair balls and the barf yeah like close-ups where like the hair is mixed into the whatever you know gooeyness that it is like you know there was like oh man oh! you know yeah. like they, they, they did a good job of you know come on man yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's all, a couple like, of things, things that are are really good but other than, yeah <laughs> You know, they, they had a really good way of projecting a certain kind of energy that was perfect for that youthful mindset that would be funny yeah that now era. that you have the ability to discern a little bit more you're like no thank you yeah. okay cool now let's bring that back to the retro games where you and i are both involved in that's usually not the case yeah the only thing that will happen is when you do come back to certain games and you play them you're like wow that is not fun at all yeah but i feel that's <laughs> a lot more rare that's a lot more rare than the other yeah then when you run into shows where you're like, oh, no, I definitely can't watch that now. It's not the same. Yeah, that that is very much true. Like, I, I remember, like, because recently I did, like, Mickey's Magical Quest. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that one of you doing that. And and that was one that I absolutely struggled as a kid to even beat. Like, I... I, I but could, you look like you were schooling it. I, I, yeah, exactly. And then going back to it, well, like, after all the, all the platforming speed runs I've done over the years, it was like, it was like bread and butter. Like, it, it, oh my it felt, it felt so good. And I'm like, why was this so hard as a kid? I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> right. Cause I did, I wasn't, I wasn't playing video games for a living. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> your, your concept of it was really, you're constantly being put into a new world. Yeah. Right now, with the scope that we have, it's like we understand these different world subsets to already be prepared for. Right? Is it an RPG? Okay, mm -hmm. it's gonna kind of sort of be like this. Is it a platformer? Okay, it's kind of sort of gonna be like this. Is it an adventure game? All right, it's gonna kind of sort of be. Like... So you already have like an idea, like oh, this is what it's gonna be like. As you got older, you could start to distinguish certain ideals, like you could tell a fighting game from yeah. other games because it's really a very specific one versus one matchup or two, whatever the numbered matchups they would be. Uh, but it took a little bit, you know, 
all these other games you would just be jump into like oh these like, especially platformer games are a great example of just like being taken into a world and then almost forgetting their platformers yeah <laughs> but you go and look back at it now with our our eye and we're like oh that's definitely a platformer on that that's a platformer and a lot of people are now with obviously the explosion of streaming and more scrutiny and things like that towards video games a lot of people also really realize what platformers are but again so so different as a kid like i did not think of lion king as a kid as a platformer yeah i didn't i was gonna say i, I didn't think it's the same yeah that one not a platformer a disney game disney both game. are right mm-hmm. both are correct <laughs> Mega Man x was one that i thought i i never thought of as a platformer that's a great a example yes i did not think of it like that either yeah i never thought of that as a as a platforming game but like it, it wasn't until like you know starting to run it that i'm like oh yeah this is a platformer oh, okay yeah it, it, it's so funny too same idea with like battle toads like some of battle toads yeah. battle toads is still ridiculously hard but the certain ideas to understand about i'm like oh this is a platformer yeah so it's like i can get my head wrapped around this mm-hmm. but as a kid i'm like this just doesn't make sense I, I don't know why i'm dying here well i also know so i'm like oh i know why i'm dying here there's only a one pixel window to land the jump got it yeah now you know that as a kid get, though it's still hard just like I, it was hard for me as a kid but now i can rationalize why was it so difficult you know and it, it's kind of funny when we over also overlook some of the um some of the games are like oh this game is so good so good oh no no it's not ew oh really i thought the soundtrack was banging yeah here here's one that everybody here's a great example of that because the hd remake of it just came out and people are starting to realize uh skyward sword (laughs) people have huge nostalgia goggles for that game i'm because that's the one that you can transform into the different shapes is that correct no 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 no, no. that's 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 twilight princess that's when you can turn into a wolf yeah Okay, yeah. Twilight Princess always, I'm like, there's one game, there's, that's actually the one Zelda game that I had played. I played the first area for like two or three hours before finally I was done trying to train my horse. I was like, you know what? I don't like this. Yeah. At all. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's actually great. Like, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword are great about that because, like, everybody starts Twilight Princess being like, oh, I love this game. The dungeons are great. But they don't realize both of those games have extremely long intro sequences yes and it actually okay and i guess if you're trying to bring newcomers into the game and the world that makes sense yes right but the problem is is that a lot of us especially at, at that point for either of those two titles and that's probably why i skipped out on the other one because I, I, I got a little you know um downtrodden from jumping back into zelda games you know with majora's mask being a miss miss for me at that point in time mm-hmm. um and then now or at that again at that point in time when i went jump back into it and it was twilight princess it's like wait what this is what no yeah that would be that's quite a... on the trailer that doesn't make sense oh. yeah that would be quite a jump from that but it's just it's it's funny to me for me to see like everybody being like oh man like like the controls aren't really good at this and I'm just like man it's like this was mm-hmm. this is how the game was I remember yeah. watching Barber's King play it and he was going through like one of the second trials we have to collect a bunch of bullshit and you have to do this four times throughout the game you just have to go and then you have to collect a bunch of bullshit and as he was doing this. He's just looking at chat and being like, I can't believe you guys defended this game. Right. He's yeah, like, exactly. This game is absolute trash. <laughs> He's like, oh, Skyward Sword. 
it's my favorite game. Garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> because it is. Like I and and don't get me wrong, I love that game. Like Skyward Sword is literally probably one of my favorite Zelda games. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> but I never played it, so I don't know. Yeah, like like I really like it, but like I I know its flaws in and out. Like fair. The the story is great, and um, the main protagonist is probably the best in the entire Zelda series. But other oh. than but other than that. Or antagonist, I should say, not protagonist. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I was, I was, like, I was like, interesting. A different link. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a different link, right? Yeah. But like, they they focus heavily on story in this one, and they kind of let a couple things fall to the wayside. Like, there's so much backtracking and just bullshit. Like, it's dated. Like, it's just dated. Yep. Right. That, that makes sense. Correct. Yep. No, I I absolutely understand that. Like, it's a, a it's kind of funny when you say that that terminology dated is that we all also like to joke about the boss rush sequence you'll see in a lot of games at the end yeah right <laughs> Dude, and some yeah. of them are done really well but some of them are done really poorly and this is even from the old school you know from from your nes days or yeah. up until now you know it just all depends uh when it comes to this whole boss rush at the you know end of a game sequence it's like oh, okay how are you gonna do it though are you gonna make it just kind of lame or are you gonna make it like fun and exciting or something different and there's reasons why this is happening uh and that's you know it's one of those things about uh especially platformers uh you'll, you'll see that a lot when it's um when it comes down to it those those replayed things that again i like them if done well but sometimes i feel like they phone them in just to get a little more content same right like just like the backtracking that was added to uh skyward sword they know they could have done that better yeah at a time it's it's filler upon filler like and it's, yeah. it, it it shows <laughs> and again f filler on a tv show is different for me when it's taking you in between because you're in, you're not in a state that you are interactively doing the show you're watching yeah right? so it brings you back down from what you are being forced to be exposed to because that's the only storyline only uh line that you get to follow versus a video game yeah of course there's one storyline you get to follow but maybe the way you took to get there you might take the slowest longest scenic route ever to get there but you could do that if you wanted to yeah exactly right, right yep. that, that freedom of choice to be able to to do that uh that it's different that you're like no i want to go into more action right now why are you yeah. making me backtrack so far that takes away from that and that's all i was trying to get at yeah that's that's i that's one of i think the biggest design flaws in video games is if you're gonna make me do fetch quests make the fetch quests fun yes i'm i'm okay with that right like, i did i did it in in other online um games you know right? such as your um mmos like your right? mmos you your exactly like that those are the ones that are most notorious for for fetch quest yes. bullshit and some are good yes keep, keep keep the fetch numbers lower right like to me like either if you make the fetch numbers higher make the drop rate ridiculously easy yes and that's fine by me or make the amount that you have to get very very low if yeah. you're going to make the drop rate very low and that's those are both fair concepts to me stop trying to do the other to like fake in you know 60 hours of content for you know really what should be like 60 minutes yeah like I i've already bought your game like you've already got me like you don't yeah you don't have to force me to play it more like i already want to play your game like 
I don't understand. I, I mean, I really would like to see the, the math on Maybe it's somewhere. I just haven't done a good job of, you know, typing in the right words to look for it. It's just like, I'm assuming that people being happy about the gaming experience doesn't mean people aren't going to still be, you know, complaining. Right, yeah. from their own different reasons but overall being happy in the execution of things that are you know we know are wasted times for the games that we're already buying is that like take that away and make, make us have a great experience make us be so in love with your game that your game becomes a brand yeah people take on the the, the lore and the backstories and and the fandoms right because their experience through and through was so good because you weren't trying to squeeze out a couple extra minutes on something that you knew was lame yeah but it's also that that era, right? Of the because yeah. that's when rentals were. Yes, one hundred percent. So they they tried to make like like the quarter munchers is I think is what they're notoriously called. All all the arcade games the that ar- got you know that got ported on over. Yeah, because mm-hmm. most of those are brawler. Not all. Not but all, most of those are most, brawler yeah. or like shooty platformy yeah. kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Super cheap cheap uh, hitboxes. Um, you know, lots of those uh, one pixel um, situations that'll be set up. So it's possible, but yeah. it's it's meant to take you down. Yeah, exactly. It's meant it's meant to take you down. It's meant to make you frustrated. It's it's poor design, is what it is. Again, because you're right, it's not based off of actual difficulty. It's based off of oh, I haven't been here before, so you took advantage of that. Exactly. Yeah. A good example of that of a game that is terrible, but it's it's now more so like it's like one of those situations where you would play it for the fun of making fun of it would be Home Improvement. Yes. Mm-hmm. If anyone here has ever played it for the Super Nintendo, Home Improvement was sky high. That the popularity was just soaring, right? So guess what? That means they get a video game. All right. Well, of course they decided to make it a platforming game. I don't know why they thought a platforming Tim Allen uh, was the best way to go. But you know what? It could have worked. It could have worked. It really so could have. Yeah. All right. Let's have. It's going to be in his home. It's, it might be near his uh, neighbor Wilson. It's going to be obviously at the studio. No, no. You're in the studio for the first minute of the game, and then get warped back in time. What? There you go. So you already know <laughs> that this game is oh, no. a disaster. Because obviously everybody loved the episode of Home Improvement where they went back in time to prehistoric Turtle Saurus. You know what I mean? Like, so there's one part in the game where it has a completely set up where you're running and collecting, you know, your, your little points, things. I can't remember what they are in that game right now. Uh, but, you know, you jump in and you'll get those points. And a lot of times developers or designers will set it up. So therefore you, you do that to fall like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to go. And as long as I follow that, I kind of know this is where the safety thing is, even if I can't see it off the screen. Yeah, because, exactly. Like, you know, right. Design things allow you like, well, I can design it here, but they don't know it's there. How do I lead them? Oh, with those points things, kind of like a Kaizo would do. With yeah, the points. exactly. Right. Okay, well, Home Improvement would do that, and then you would just jump off the edge into Deathland. There'd be no, there's nothing there. Ah, fake coins. Bad Kaizo designer. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, what? So Home Improvement was like one of the, those first bad Kaizos that, you know, was back behind a lot of popularity, so people were able to be exposed to it to be like, wait, what is this crap? What do you mean I got I to gotta fight a Velociraptor with a chainsaw? What's going on here? Oh, my goodness. So even with nostalgia, there's obviously the nostalgia. I remember some of those uh, silly antiquated moments where it's just like, yep, only the 90s. <laughs> yep, exactly. Only 
this game could have only existed in the 90s like uh just like a feeling that's it, it's always so funny to go back and watch it now i don't know about you but around christmas time there's usually a lot of things i'll do that's nostalgia based and one of same. those is one of those is a couple of movies to watch so it comes yeah. down to two different situations but the two different movies one of them is um a christmas story christmas story super classic and the other one's a wonderful life those, oh. those are two i usually watch either oh. between christmas eve and christmas day somewhere involved right oh. great movies They're totally different right totally they different. are totally different sabi's never seen a wonderful life and we're gonna watch it this Christmas. I'm telling you, that's gonna be. Oh, you're just gonna you're gonna be stuck in nostalgia land at that moment. You're just like, oh. the, uh, that's like that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Jimmy Stewart, dude. Jimmy, oh, well, yeah, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was great. There's nostalgia right there. You go back and watch a bunch of Jimmy Stewart flicks. Yeah, exactly. you know. You see that? You see that, Mary? You see the moon? <laughs> you see that right up there? You see the big old moon? Yeah. What if I just I just put a lasso around it, you know, and grab that moon? And I take it down here, and make it a little bit bigger. Great. That was good. That was, that was great. I love Jimmy One of my favorite parts, you know, what it blew my mind that they're going and hitting this button in the gymnasium and the basketball floor opens up into a pool. Yeah. You know, and my, my brain's like, what just happened? Where are these places? We could have had a pool under our basketball court. This right. when, when was this movie made? I'm confused. <laughs> Hold up. This was how long ago? We don't have that. What? <laughs> So thinking about those nostalgic, you know, uh, films and things and, and jumping into now I'm going to actually backtrack it into a Christmas story here is that there was a bunch of stuff that happened in a Christmas story that was just like, wait, oh, my goodness gracious, you know, and it's so funny because that then was, oh, my goodness gracious. And, but nowadays it's it's so funny to laugh at, like, for example, you know, when they're talking about um uh putting soap in a kid's mouth yeah yeah making it a bad word yeah, yeah. oh fudge but it wasn't fudge but it wasn't fudge yeah. he said what <laughs> soap in the kid's mouth i remember i i remember one time my mom put soap in my mouth i remember that as a young kid and i think myself like was it inspired because of that movie you know i i always i, I always wondered about I, that i think that too I always got threatened. I, I, it never happened. <laughs> yeah, and I got threatened after that, you know. Yeah. Um, and but no, it never happened anymore. It was like it was like I said, it was one time. And you know what's so funny? It's been so long. I honestly could, couldn't tell you if I, if I just did it like a, like, a, like an idiot kid would, you know. Like yeah. oh, it's not that bad. Not that, you know, yeah, trying to show your mom you're a tough badass. No, not like, that bad. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't remember, so I'm not going to try to vilify that situation. It's just simply, you know, those types of things. You're like, did that? Is that why? Because I, oh, you know, gross. I do know what it tastes like. It's not good. Don't do it, folks. Yeah, mm -mm. I get a little soap in my mouth when I wash my hair sometimes, and it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, gosh, facts, facts. <laughs> But you, you know, also as facts is the fact that we, we, we can nostalgia trip and really just almost anything and everything can have a powerful effect from nostalgia. It's not just in retro gaming, even though that's where you're going to find a lot of mine and your nostalgia vibes. Exactly. Well, oh. Flip, thank you for your time, my dude. Jen, thank you for your time as well. This was a wonderful one. This was a really good one. Very powerful. Very much so. Man, we... Nostalgia takes you wondrous places, doesn't it? Doesn't it, right? Oh my goodness. Hey, dreamers, thank you for tuning in. 
Flamley, as always. Bye. Bye. Bye.